0: hello and welcome back to another service here at the altar of noise my name is josh and i'm joined remotely by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, how are you?
1: I'm good, Josh. How are you, mate?
0: Oh, mate, you know, just uh, as the kids say, hashtag living my best life. I mean, not all the kids, you know, kids don't really say that, but I try to be young. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, uh, as I kind of mentioned at the top there, remotely, we are recording uh, from different parts of the city today via Zoom, so we're going to see how it goes because both of us are incredibly busy human beings and just can't find a time to sit down together.
1: Yeah, yeah. We figured you have waited long enough, so we might as well give this a well try and get it yeah. done.
0: So, yeah, so it's going to be uh, interesting. We've done this a couple of times before uh, to pretty, pretty reasonable success, but, you know,
1: yeah.
0: We, we we do what we can.
1: We do what we can.
0: So yeah, so how have you been
1: anyway, mate? Busy. <laughs> yeah. Busy, busy. Uh yeah. Just you know just life. <laughs> just life. Pretty much. Couple big weeks at work, yeah. you know, kids doing all their sports and stuff, me trying to oh, yeah. fit other things in, so just being busy, mate. Yeah.
0: How about yourself? Yeah,
1: what have you been up to? I feel-
0: I feel that you know just uh work, being, uh, being a, a, in a relationship, being a dad, uh, doing all those things. Went up to Mildura last weekend. Oh yeah, and then yeah, and like I'll tell you what about kids? On Sunday we got Elliot. No, fuck, which kid? Austin. Austin has a drum performance, uh, in the afternoon at the same time that Scarlett has. Uh, is performing in a showcase, and then after Austin finishes his drum thing, we've got to get him back to the dance studio because then he's doing a showcase that night as well as Scarlett doing a showcase uh, at the same time.
1: Jeez. Yeah, and then there's Elliot.
0: Elliot's just chilling, being like, yeah, I played soccer yesterday. I'm all good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you with uh, running around doing all the extra – Extracurricular activities yeah. for the kids, so,
0: yeah. Your boys still loving soccer?
1: Yeah, they're still loving it. They're
0: absolutely yeah. loving it.
1: Got another game on Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah.
0: yeah. Bright and early
1: to watch them run around.
0: Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, like, I know you've had to travel for yours, but that's because you play club, whereas Elliot's, you know, this weekend he's playing at Glenelg against some school that we'll probably whip up on because, you know, every other team is shit compared to ours, so... <laughs>
1: Uh, we're in a pretty competitive league, so yeah. um, it's yeah. Apart at the beginning of the year, we had a couple of really big losses, but um, yeah, it's actually kind of quite competitive. Yeah. Quite a lot of good games. Kind of just want to think- run out there and <laughs> tackle the kid,
0: <laughs> start playing. Yeah, we um, so far we've played four games this season, and I think we've conceded three goals. And we've put up a total of around 20-odd.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: I mean, one of the schools shouldn't have bothered sc- showing up because, you know, what's the point? <laughs> Plus it was uh, it was Highgate, and I remember playing against Highgate as a kid um, when I was at St. John's, and they were a dirty team then, and they're a dirty team now, so not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh dear. Anyway, so today... Today we're looking over, again, another list, but this one kind of was a bit more interesting, a bit more Australian-based because this is Rolling Stone's 50 greatest Australian artists of all time. came from a a Rolling Stone magazine uh, issue back uh, towards uh, the end of 2020. So it was around, you know, coming out of the pandemic, well, well, midway through the pandemic at that point, and there was uh, a bit of a discussion about, you know, who are the greatest Aussies that have ever uh, shaped uh, music for us, et cetera. Um, and I thought it was a bit interesting because there's a few names here that I thought, well, there's one name in particular that I thought was too high up in the list, uh, which needs, uh, which if anyone knows me, knows that I don't really think they belong that high up in the list, maybe on the list. Yeah, but not where they ended up. Um But it was put together by uh, fellow artists, veterans, contemporaries, um, kind of giving their idea of who they claim are the most um, influential uh, and successful artists uh, that have come out of Australia. Uh, So I've seen this list. Simon, have you seen this list?
1: No, I haven't seen this list. I've seen uh, the link to it. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought, oh, that might be a good idea to do for a thing. And then you looked at it, had some feelings, and now yep. we're here.
0: <laughs> I think, I think, I think one, uh, one sentence I said back was "fuck off." Um, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think it was something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna break it down. I'm gonna give because uh, there's 50 artists. I'm gonna go uh ten at a time. Uh and if there's anything you want to talk about from that ten, uh maybe if they're too low, too high, should be there, shouldn't be there, any feeling on it, I feel like that'll be a good point to go from there. What do you think? Sounds good. Excellent. All right.
1: So I'm, I must say as well that I've um made a list of who I think the top ten mm-hmm. greatest Australian acts are. So yes. We can yes, we can compare.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, you know, and at the end you can kind of, you know, you might be interested, uh, might find out that some people that you really like are well down when they should be higher up and then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's all right. So ready to get rolling? Let's go. All right. So coming at number 50, Iggy Azalea, uh, 49 The next, Air Supply, if I, if you hear my cat, I do apologise. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard at 47. Uh, 46, Little River Band. 45, The Angels. Radio Birdman next. The Triffids at 42. You've got The Beast of Bourbon. And at 41, uh, You Am I. Any thoughts there, Simon?
1: Um, Yeah. I'm kind of surprised Iggy made the list, like, full stop. Yes. Um, Air Supply and Little River Band are pretty low, considering how big they were overseas. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I really like UMI. Mm-hmm. If it was going on who I like, I'd have them higher. Um, but, Yeah. Not too bad, not too bad at a start, but
0: yeah, nothing happened. I mean nothing there kind of jumped out of me and said that seems weird. I mean, I agree you and my I, I really enjoy those guys, um, I think they've produced some absolute fucking great tracks over the over their years. I mean, I would personally say they're a bit low just because of what they've done, and they have influenced a lot of Australian bands as well, yeah, I think the reason why Iggy is on there is Iggy Azalea will go, as they say in the first line there, Iggy Azalea will go down in history as the first female rapper to successfully break through the US market. So, you know, that that has a fair amount of cachet.
1: Australian.
0: If yeah, so first Australian yeah. female rapper. Yeah. That's got a bit of cachet behind it.
1: Oh, yeah. like I get why she's there, but I just, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, like it's not a bad decision. It wouldn't. She wouldn't be in my fifty, but yeah, I can see why. I
0: mean, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, I mean, um, I can take or leave them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan, but I get why they're in there as well.
0: Yeah, um, I had actually never heard of the Triffids.
1: Yeah, I've heard I'd of the n- Triffids.
0: I have no idea who they are.
1: Yeah. Um. I can't name you a song off the top of my head, but I know I know them.
0: Yeah. Their, um, their article. So like on the, in the article, um, a lot of either, uh, so a lot of musicians have written like the blurb for them. Um, and it says who they are and what the band of. And so it's like Alex Cameron of bad dreams. And I don't really, I only know a little bit about bad dreams, but I was kind of happy to see them there. Um, mm. And they, I liked it. He described um, the lead singer uh, Peter. Oh no, sorry, David McComb of the Triffids. McComb has almost was almost like the bastard child of Nick Cave and Michael Hutchinson.
1: Yeah, they they kind of heavily influenced by things like Velvet Underground, by memory. So
0: yeah. yeah, I mean nothing. I mean that that all pretty seems pretty straightforward there. So yeah. All right, shall we move on? Move on. All righty. So coming in at number forty, we have the Australian legend Slim Dusty, Johnny O'Keefe, Yothu Yindi at thirty-eight, uh, Hunters and Collectors, Hoodoo Gurus at thirty-six, Helen Reddy, Troy Sivian. Well, I honestly don't know who that is. At number thirty-three, Doctor G new pingu 32 Parkway drive 31 Billy Thorpe anything jump out there mate um, it's good
1: to see Parkway drive there yep I, I like that um, people might argue that they should be higher but I wouldn't because people forget that heavy metal is a niche it it although it is yeah the biggest niche market it is a niche market still but they deserve recognition for how fucking big and influential they are. Uh, so, Troy Savan, who you said you didn't know, is like one of the biggest mm-hmm. pop stars in the world. Like legitimately. Really? Yep. Yeah, I think you'd know him if you saw him. I'll, I'll As I talk, I'll be looking up the song <laughs> for you. Because, yeah, um, he's massive. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he's done songs with... People, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, With like, people. yeah. Um. Anyway, you, I can't even. Yeah,
0: know. no, no, okay. I think it's a little bit. But he's like I, he's massive. Yofu Yindi at thirty-eight, I feel, is a little low. Yeah. Like I could make, I could see the argument for them being a lot higher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think, yeah. No, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd agree. Don't okay. know about top 10, but I I think definitely higher than 30s.
0: I think purely just for the fact that what they um, meant to an entire culture and nation for for Australia, are they... Like the Aboriginal culture, it's they were a, a voice for them when they really didn't have a voice in a lot of ways, and mm. I think it's I think that kind of needed to be recognised a little bit more. I was just surprised to see them at thirty eight. I thought they would have been a little bit higher, but you know,
1: no, I agree, I agree. And treaties a fucking banger.
0: Yeah, Slim Dusty at forty, eh? I I, I don't have an issue with that because Slim, while well, Slim Dusty is a legend. He, you know, it, it's easy. He set up a lot of things for. If we talk about metal being kind of a niche thing, country can be a little bit of a niche thing as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> definitely not my. I'm just, I'm just thinking about like the the mega country stars of America and how big country is there.
0: Yeah,
1: I dare say. Like, his influence in Australian country music is, like, undeniable. It's huge. Like, we all know Slim Dusty and we know his songs and mm. we don't like country. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, that's true. So, you know, he's quite wide-reaching. Re- um, yeah. 30s, eh, yeah. I can see the argument for him being slightly higher, but I don't have a yeah. problem with
0: it. Yeah. I didn't realise that Um, Helen Reddy... Who are you saying? I am woman. Himmy uh, Raw. I didn't realize she was Australian. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Only when I was making my list, I was just trying to see if I missed anyone. And yeah, her name popped up and I was like, oh, there you go. Didn't know. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, everything else kind of makes sense. Like hunters and collectors around there, you yeah. know, in the 30s, you know, I could, hoodoo uh, gurus, gurus as well. Yeah. I mean, I did. We did see Houda Gurus play before the Strokes, before um, Metallica. So you think about it, they were third to main at a big day out. That, uh, big know, day that, out was always good cool. for that.
1: They always put someone or something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, yeah, cool. Yeah, fine.
0: Sweet, cool. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number thirty. Tina Arena 29 Keith Urban 28 Savage Garden Hilltop Woods Powderfinger Men at Work 24 Courtney Barnett 23 The Skyhooks Archie Roach and 21 The Wiggles.
1: Oh, I had completely forgotten about the Wiggles. That is a great call by them, to be honest. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm
0: okay with them being at
1: 21. Yeah, like, yeah, like, they are huge worldwide. And what they've done for children's entertainment worldwide is insane. Like... Like I know, there's a story by one of the Wiggles. One of them's like a big rocker and has tats, but they're all the UV tats, so you can't yeah. see him on his arms. And he went to Glastonbury when um them Crooked Vultures were playing, which mm-hmm. obviously has Dave Grohl, Josh Hom and John Paul Jones. John Paul, is that his name? Yeah, John Paul Jones. Uh, Jones, I think so. And anyway, um he was backstage running around just one of the guys from the Wiggles and he was like, Oh, there's, there's, um, uh, I don't know which one. I couldn't tell you. Anyway, um, <laughs> he was walking around backstage and Dave Grohl ran up to him and was like, Oh my God, you're, you're from the Wiggles. And he's like, Oh my God, you're, you're Dave Grohl. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you have to come, you have to come meet Josh. Like you have to come re- meet the band. They they're all massive fans. And he's like, what do you mean? and he's like you've kept our kids entertained for so long and we can't thank you enough <laughs> and like <laughs> they were they were like just in love with this wiggle and he was like completely starstruck cuz he doesn't see himself as like a peer he sees himself as you know a children's entertainer yeah but um yeah that's a great call um yeah. i don't have a problem with any of them Tina Arena's great I- Savage Garden, I mean, I adore Savage Garden, but they're probably placed about right. Courtney Barnett is the weird one for me.
0: Oh, boy. Courtney fucking Barnett. To me, this was an impetus for me saying, fuck this fucking shit. 24? Fuck off. Yes, yep. I understand that she's massive over in the States. Like, she, like there, there are a lot of people who love her. But... The thing that really, really, really infuriated me reading this blurb was, so this is written by Sarah Thompson of Camp Cope. She wrote, and it's bolded, she brought women playing guitar music back to the mainstream. That is a load of, she brought women women playing guitar music guitar to the mainstream. Yep. Really? No. Fuck off, Courtney. This is fucking horseshit.
1: No, there's no but, but, way. No, I mean she I I agree to an extent, but not to the mainstream. She's not on fucking hit FM. Hit like you know what I mean? Like that's mainstream. Troy Savannah yeah. is mainstream, Justin Bieber's mainstream, Taylor Swift is mainstream. She's not getting played on that. She's getting played on Triple J. She's yeah. not even getting played on Triple M. And they play... That kind of music, grungy rock.
0: Yeah. And for her to be placed above people like like men at work, I'm sorry, but... Yeah. Men at work you know,
1: are fucking fantastic.
0: Yeah. For her to be placed above Yofu Yindi...
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I'm sorry. That is a slight... That is a slap to the face of Australian music.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with that.
0: I at don't. All. <laughs> like, I... I
1: I I wouldn't disagree if she was further back in the list. I'd be like, Yeah, I get it. I get it. She did do a lot for women in rock in a time when we didn't really have many women in rock in Australia. Like on a what I mean, like uh popular at least. Um Yeah. Obviously there was a lot of women playing guitar, but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. She she broke
1: I'd- through. Um and i'm i'm and i'm I sorry but I don't, uh, not, I really not don't that th- high
0: I don't think they should uh, she should be above hilltop hoods, oh God no, god no hilltop hilltop hoods at twenty seven I feel is a little low mm i look, I, I, I don't I, I don't know if I would put them top ten, but i would say i would have said in the tens in the teens
1: see this is where this is where it gets down to particulars, isn't it mm-hmm. because hilltop hoods in australia Massive, you know, brought Australian rap to the forefront in Australia. Outside of Australia, pretty sure they've done fucking next to nothing. Yeah. Right. And then you've got bands like, who have we mentioned? We've already mentioned, uh, like Ben and Work had done well overseas. The Angels were massive overseas. Uh, Little River Band, Skyhooks were big. Like, so, you know, where, yeah. where do you, you know? It depends, I guess. I'm, I'm happy yeah. with them being there. I'm happy with them being there. But yeah,
0: yeah. I, uh, I also again, Powderfinger, at 26, below Courtney Barnett. I'm sorry, but no. I mean, I may no. not love, um, what's his name, Bernard Fanning as a, just Bernard Fanning. I find him pretentious. <laughs> But um, I really, like, there's a lot of good Powderfinger songs.
1: Yeah. There's and, a lot, and
0: great, a, lot, a lot of great Powderfinger songs.
1: And see, there. I think they've got the same argument as Hilltop Hoods. Like, Hilltop Hoods mm. should be higher. Are Hilltop Hoods higher than Powderfinger?
0: Uh, no, they are one behind them.
1: Yeah. I mean, Hilltop Hoods should be in front of them purely because – Yeah. Yes, Powderfinger were massive, but Hilltop Hoods brought Australian rap to everyone's attention. Powderfinger just continued along what the rock band's done before him. Yeah. I didn't really. Keith
0: Urban at 29.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was the biggest country star in the world for fucking a minute there. So. Yeah. I,
0: mean, man, know, that, I get, I get I that.
1: Mean, I wouldn't put him there, could, but yeah. I get that he's in here.
0: Yeah, I mean and they even they've actually got some awards there. Uh he twenty number one singles, four Grammys, fifteen ACMA ACM awards and thirteen CMA awards, uh, including the twenty eighteen Entertainer of the Year. You know, he's it's not like he's a slouch.
1: Yeah, he's done a bit. Yeah. He's done a bit.
0: But I mean it's just Courtney Barnett, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I no. d- I don't get the Courtney Barnett.
0: Yeah, if you popped her in, like, in the 40s or even, like, I don't even mind the 30s, mm. but like, for her to be above some of the names we've mentioned, but I get it, yeah, you know, she's on US talk shows, she's playing to crowds at festivals in the States. I get that. But, fuck, man. The the thing that got me was just that line. She brought women playing guitar music back to the mainstream. I'm sorry, but no. Hmm he really didn't
1: yeah i agree i agree
0: all right Hang moving on. on before i before i have an aneurysm so continuing on at number 20 olivia newton john 19 john farnham divinals 17 cold chisel 16 5 seconds of summer the avalanches the go betweens at 13 the saints 12 crowded house and number 11 the easy beats Whoa. any thoughts any thoughts from there uh yeah 5
1: seconds of summer shouldn't be that fucking i <laughs> thought you'd say that at the re- the rest Totally, yep, cool. Yep. I,
0: I'm happy I think with, with the rest. I think with the other ones, you can kind of make the case that, like, I could make the case for Olivia Newton-John, John Farnham being higher, uh, Divinals, absolutely. I think you can make a case for a bunch of them. Like, I'm, uh, you know, we all know that I love the Avalanches. They are yeah. an essential part of my development as a music fan, I was stunned to see them at 15. Yeah. Look, I, I think you can make an argument
1: to put any of them up higher. Like I think it's a matter of you've only only—you've only got a top 10. You can only put 10 in there. So <laughs> a couple of them have to filter back a bit, like your John Farnham's, your Cold Chisels, your mm. Levy Newton-Johns. Um, Five seconds of summer,
0: though. Above um, cold Chisel, above John Farnham, above like, Olivia Newton-John. I get it. They're big. I, like,
1: I get that. But one, aren't they a bit of a flash in the pan? And two, there's no influence. Like, yeah. yes, they're successful. Which is obviously something which needs to be taken into consideration, but what like what else? What else have they done? Yeah, they weren't groundbreaking in sound or being the first rock band from Australia to make it overseas. Um, they weren't the first rock band to play stadiums from Australia. I. They they're not the youngest rock band from Australia to break it overseas. Like I don't I don't get it.
0: Like Yeah. I love this. So the blurb for this was written by Chloe. She spells it C X L O E. Yeah. Um I do uh, I know they did a cover of um Zombie for like a version. Fairly certain that was them. Um Five Seconds of Summer.
1: No, 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 no. Chloe. Chloe.
0: Ah. Oh. No. <laughs> I, was like, so, say. <laughs> no. Right, I mean that would have been bloody interesting. Um She starts the second paragraph of a blurb by saying, So as a fellow pop artist, I am so in awe of the risks they took and the boundaries they pushed, sonically, lyrically, and aesthetically. Really?
1: What? No, yeah. no, no. Um they co wrote their songs with good Charlotte they, they I, I,
0: I like they I didn't even know they were i thought, i thought they were american,
1: yeah, that. well well i i mean clearly i just I just told you why yeah. they sound American yeah. they co-wrote so they were they got they got signed, and then they co-wrote i believe their first album with mm. the Madden Brothers, came up with radio friendly pop punk, then got thrown onto a tour with one direction. Like, that, you can't have much more of a manufactured boy band, really. Like, yeah. a couple of attractive young boys who can play their instruments, we'll send them over to, you know, get songwriting done with a couple of brothers who know how to write a hit. Do that, throw them onto their bandmates, their label mates, Fucking tour (laughs) Boom Yeah Success I don't know what's groundbreaking about them They didn't They haven't done anything Like the Even the I don't even know if it's the name of the song But Dead Man Walking Tonight That's a catchy tune Not groundbreaking It's it's just a fucking pop song Like Yeah She needs to pull her head in (laughs) 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 That's ridiculous of all the of all the interesting people doing pop music bringing out these great songs and new ideas she goes with something that was popular in fucking the early 2000s I'm stunned like I'm I think that is the worst decision of the whole list by far
0: yeah i mean it's not as insulting to me. It's not as insulting to me mentally as the Courtney Barnett thing, but I absolutely understand where you're coming from. I thought um, Crowded House just outside the top ten at um, twelve was a fair call because you could make the case that they should be higher up you know, given what they've done. But mm. I'll be yeah. honest, I I know a little bit of Easy Beats um, and the Saints. Don't know much about the go betweens.
1: Go betweens are uh, kind of punky. I like mm. one of those, one of those bands. I don't. i, I lost for words. But yeah,
0: yeah. Cold, cold chisel though. Uh, I mean, I could see them being a little bit higher up.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's
0: a there's some very into like. This is where we're starting to get into some interesting names in the list. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, but, I'm
0: fine with all of
1: it except five seconds of summer.
0: Yeah. But yeah, like I said before, if, if, if they, if you put the arches in, avalanches in like the 40s or the 30s, i would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they have been playing some massive, massive, uh, festivals over in the States lately. Yeah. So, um, I loved it somebody so Dan Whitford of Cut Copy wrote their blurb um and he said I first saw them play at the old Evelyn Hotel band room in Melbourne in front of 20 people supporting Jimmy Tenner my first reaction was what kind of music is this they had synths synths samplers and live instruments but over the course of their set proceeded to destroy the stage and their instruments yeah I would have loved to have seen that yeah considering how like um happy and soft and delightful some of their music is, especially on their album a couple of years ago, that would be, I would love to see them do that. Yeah. That I'd love great. to see them trash the fucking stage. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. All right. We're now moving into the top 10. And I okay. do know there is one band that is going to cause disagreements. Okay. Um well, not disagreements between us. We're going to be on the same page, but let's say vitriol instead. Okay. Okay. So moving into the top 10. Here we go. Number 10, Paul Kelly. Mm. Number nine, Flume. Number eight, Silverchair. Number seven, Tame in Parlor. Number six, Midnight Oil number 5 nick cave and the bad seeds number 4 in excess number 3 kylie minogue number 2 sia and number 1 acdc uh wow wow i don't <laughs> think there's i don't think we can really i think acdc at number 1 I have no issues with that at all. Uh
1: I don't. It's not who I have picked as my number 1, but I don't have an issue mm-hmm. with them being number 1. Sia. Uh, See ya. See ya at number a, 2. He is a very bad
0: call. That is a bad call yeah. by them. Um yeah. Tayvin parlor at 7. Well, listen here Tayvin parlor. how about you just fuck off.
1: Like ugh. and I know I know it's I know it's us and our group of friends. Like we, none of us like Tame Impala. We all think they're fucking no. horrible. But every single person in the fucking world adores that band. <laughs> like I yeah. don't I don't get it. Like Kevin Parker's on the Gorillaz album. He's on fucking everyone's album. He's co-writing songs with everyone. I Like I don't get it. I don't get it. I like psychedelic music, and I don't get them. I just think they're fucking horrible. Flume, I think, is very interesting choice. I Flume, think I, I, I think he's too I high, do, but he deserves to be yeah. in this
0: list for sure. Yes, yeah, um, I, I agree because he has done a lot, um, yeah. has performed with some huge artists, and I, I quite like Flume. Um, yeah, but I he, like. He's fine. Yeah, I like his style. I like the music that he produces. Um. I wouldn't have put him in top 10, but if you're going for influence and success, it's kind of hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, my argument is the only other EDM on the list is the Avalanches. Yeah. So do you put him higher than the Avalanches? Because I dare say that the Avalanches have way more street cred way more influential and have yeah impacted more i mean as much flume, as it, flume is a, essentially a pop star he's he's yeah. that big and av- avalanche's aren't that big but they are yeah i sport. mean
0: as much as it pains me to say it i would put flume above the avalanches um in the top 10 no, I would have put him in the teens, but now, yeah, I, I'm not going to go into a huge rant about Tame Impala. I don't think they should be in the top ten. Just listen to any any
1: random <laughs> episode yeah. of ours and you'll hear us ranting about them.
0: Yeah. So, let's go back to Sia. Yeah, so Sia is, at number two. That's a bad call. Cool.
1: Like, I, I can see why she's on the list because, again, she's – Written a lot of songs, for like she's written a lot of massive songs mm-hmm. for other artists, mm-hmm. and then she went on to be you know the seer everyone now knows.
0: Yeah. Um, See, I don't, re- I don't really have an issue. I, I There, are, I, she's got a few bangers. Uh, like she, there's a few tracks of her, a few tracks of hers that I really enjoy. Mm. Number two though, number two is ridiculous. I like, love I'll, Kylie.
1: I would be putting her in the 30s,
0: Mm.
1: maybe 20s, but I wouldn't go
0: any higher than that. Yeah. I can't believe she's higher than Kylie. I mean, it's one spot. Neither, neither. (laughs) I can't at all. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's... No, Rolling Stone. No. I'm sorry, but Kylie is a megastar. Yeah. And did so much for Australia. Mm-hmm. Whether it was with the work with um neighbors or her music. Like people knew Australia because of Kylie Minogue. Yeah. So you could I think you could make the case she should be number 1.
1: Yeah, I I can see that argument. Yeah. Um,
0: I wouldn't disagree with that argument. Um that just uh, that it's a very interesting top ten. Mm. Uh, Silverchair number eight. You're gonna be happy about that. Was it eight? C. Yes, it was. Eight. Yeah. You know, oh, one rest, one behind Tame Impala.
1: The rest of one it, one behind okay. Tame Yeah, they they can get fucked. Um, <laughs> the rest of it, I I agree with, and yeah, a few of them made my top ten. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Midnight,
0: m- Midnight Oil, Nick Cave. Totally get that. Yep. Um Paul Kelly in excess at number four. Again, they were massive overseas.
1: They were huge. Huge.
0: So yeah. That but I just to put Seer above those ones, very interesting choice. Yeah. It's a bad choice. That's what I, it is. Yeah. And like going back to very quickly. I could see putting Tame Impala in the teens. I just would never have put them as number in the top ten. Yeah, top ten's too high. Yeah, it's too high. I'm sorry, that's too high. Yeah, plain and simple. And I, I love that Paul Kelly made the list because I love that Paul Kelly did a cover for like a version of a uh, rehab, and it was so Aussie sounding. It was great.
1: Yeah, Paul Kelly. Everyone loves Paul Kelly. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's not hard. To, I mean, and Midnight Oil as well. Yeah, for sure. for sure. Yeah, so it's a, I would say for the most part, the top 10 is pretty good if you take out Sia and uh, Fuckwits, uh, Tame Impala. If you took <laughs> yeah. those guys out and, and threw them further down the list and brought someone up, like if you brought up um, Cold Chisel and slotted them into the top 10. I wouldn't have any issues with that. If you put John Farnham at night, number 10 in there, I'd be like, yep, makes sense. We didn't really touch on it, but Johnny Farnham. Yeah. Fucking
1: tunes. He's got some tunes. He's got some tunes.
0: No argument there. Yeah. All righty. So going back just over the list there. So we had a couple of EDM people in Flume and the Avalanches. Only one, quote, unquote, Heavy metal act and Parkway Drive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everything else was kind of like a nice mix between like rock and uh, or kind of a. There was like some kind of pub rock, but I think their pub rock name kind of comes from the fact that Aussies fucking love belting out tunes like Cold Chisel.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, it was just um,
1: all Aussie rock and pop essentially, yeah. Which is yeah. Quite- this list was always going to be
0: yeah a couple of a couple of country artists you know hilltop getting him mentioned in there is is worthy i again i would have made the argument that hilltop could have been higher but you know they justified where they are as well so um so simon yes how much did this top 10 deviate from yours um a little not mm-hmm. not a whole lot but a little a little mm-hmm.
1: so Doing my top 10, coming Mm -hmm. in at 10, I had Crowded House. Mm -hmm. Coming in at 9, I had The Saints. Number 8, who didn't get a mention on this list at all, was The Bee Gees. Coming in at 7, I had Silverchair. 6, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yep. 5, Midnight Oil. 4, The Easy Beats. Three Kylie Minogue, two A C D C and in Excess as my number one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see that argument for yeah. for all those there. Um I love that you had Kylie at number three, same as the same as the
1: list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had her at three. She I mean, undeniable. She's fucking huge. <laughs> She's written what you- many a bangers.
0: Why do you think Bee Gees didn't get a mention?
1: Uh, I don't know. I know people will go, oh, they were born in the Isle of Wight, but you know Olivia Newton John and John Farnham and others were born overseas. Um, so I don't know.
0: Because <laughs> mm. just in looking, because I'll be honest, I thought they were British.
1: Yeah, definitely. I yeah, Isle of Wight.
0: Yeah, I could've like. So probably that's probably why I didn't think of them. But I mean, because I mean, yeah, like Cold
1: Chisel, like Jimmy Barnes is from Scotland. Mm. Uh, Olivia Newton-John's British. The two, two from Crowded House are New Zealanders. Like you, you can just keep, (laughs) you can just keep (laughs) picking people out who were born overseas. Uh, so I I don't know. All the Easy Beats, that whole band, were born overseas. I'm pretty sure. Um, so how did they get? Well, the Easy Beats are a bunch of immigrants. I think it was a Scot, an Englishman, two Dutch, and another. No, that was it. I think. Yeah, and they lived in um, like a. Essentially, an immigration camp when they came over, mm. and then they formed the band in that, and yeah, got big. Yeah, look, I don't know that that was my top 10. So, you know, a couple changes, but not too many. Bumped up a couple from the teens, and yeah, um, but yeah, uh, and I, I, I need to mention as well Ice House. Ice House didn't get a mention, and I had them at 13th. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, so band. who just
0: who 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 just missed your top ten?
1: Uh, I had another five. So John yep. Finan was at eleven. Yep. Savage Garden was at twelfth. Yep. Ice House at thirteen. Avalanches at fourteen, and Tina oh.
0: Arena at fifteen. Tina Arena, who came thirty on this list, came fifteenth on mine. <laughs> yeah, and Savage Garden, who came twenty eighth. It's um oh Jesus. Sorry, I'm just clicking on the wrong things. Well, I've just closed out of the tab, so I don't know where I'm at now. Um, but I know uh, I was going to say the uh, the blurb for Silverchair. The guy, uh, it was two people from Hockey Dads, and they was uh, the, the bolded out text from theirs was just like riffs, lyrics, uh, appearance, riffs, uh, and just kept going on and on about how good the riffs. The silver chair were. I <laughs> yeah. thought that would have been higher on your list.
1: Uh, like, like if it was bands I liked, then yes, they would be. But mm. this is the greatest who I think have achieved the most, influenced the most, you know.
0: Mm. Uh, was it difficult to like uh what was your number uh, in excess? was that always yeah.
1: going to be your number 1? I think they're the uh, I see I see it as two separate things. I think NXS are the greatest band artists that Australia has produced, but they're not my favorite. Like they wouldn't well they might make my top 10. But like I see them as two different lists in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. Um you know what, I mean, you look at all of the bands and artists mentioned, there would only be a handful who could sell out a stadium. ACDC. Yeah. <sighs> ACDC. flu. Kylie, maybe, as well. And then that's kind of it. Yeah. Overall. Um, So, you know. Yeah. As much as we don't. As much as. massive, and I think there's a
0: bunch of bangers. As much as I don't want to admit it, but Tame Impala could sell out large venues. Not stadiums, but quite large venues.
1: Oh yeah, they could do like an entertainment center or something. But
0: yeah. Like there's a big difference.
1: <laughs> there's a big difference yeah. between stadium band and arena band. Um, yeah. Yeah. Five seconds of summer maybe. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately. They, I don't even think they could do a stadium. I think they'd be an arena uh, band. Let's right, see. It, ya. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was that too I think taking my Personal as much as I can, my personal preferences out. That's mm-hmm. the top ten I came up with.
0: Yeah, do you know do you, do you know who my number one is? Uh, Frenzel Rom. Not nah, the beards. The beards. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Actually, it's a, kind of surprising not to see Frenzel like in the low forties. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they, they influenced a lot of people. They're around for a fucking long time and they're still making music. They're still making a racket. <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily always good music, but they're making music. <laughs> they're
1: trying their
0: hardest. <laughs> they're putting in like a solid B plus
1: effort. Yeah. They're better than Russell Crowe's band. Oh, that's a fucking pile of shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would put Friends or Rum above Sia, but, you know. <laughs> um but yeah that was that was a list look it's it was actually kind of interesting going through and looking at the names and going and realizing how many like big people big artists that Australia has produced now it might just be big in our little world down here um in the southern hemisphere, but they we have produced some amazing artists, yeah and Still continue to. Still continue to. Yeah, I mean like as much as you know, we we you know, I know they were never gonna make the list, but you know, we look at Carnival and Cog and what they've done for the music scene around here in Australia. Um mm-hmm. you know, we we gotta give credit again to Hilltop for you know, after they they came out, the amount of um generic white Aussies I thought they can rap (laughs) um, really jumped up. Like, the amount of Aussie rap that suddenly appeared after them was huge. Um, And then you can't take anything away from, like, we didn't really touch on him, but Archie Roach, I know he he was incredibly influential on a lot of Aboriginal um, performers. I think, um, uh, who's that young fella? Um, from the Northern Territory. he was big a couple of years ago. He's still producing music. Not Kid Leroy. No, not Kid Leroy. I don't know where I he honestly go. can't. I know
1: he's Australian.
0: That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something boy. Oh, Baker Boy. Baker Boy. Yeah.
1: yeah you you know, so I'm surprised. P- when did this list come up?
0: Uh, it was to, I think it was end of twenty twenty. I'm surprised there's no Briggs. Point. Yeah, yeah. Briggs I, has I, done I think, a lot. Well, Briggs. I think Briggs wrote the blurb for Archie Roach. Uh okay. But still, um, Briggs. Should but yeah, be you think. There. About, yeah, you think about it, Briggs Baker Boy, without uh, Archie Roach and Yothu Yindi, where were these? Uh, These artists have a voice. Mm. You know, you got to have. You know, when you start to break down the list like that, there's so many influential things that have kind of appeared. uh, They kind of come out of uh, these artists. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just still thinking about Briggs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like
1: surprised myself. I'm like, he should, he should definitely be in this list.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, Kid, uh, Kid, Kid Leroy is um. Uh he was on the last post Malone album. Yeah, Kit Leroy's um, big, he done that song with Justin Bieber. Yeah. He's a he's he's pretty popular. Okay, so just I'm thinking back to the list for a second. Would you say Iggy I I would have almost argue, argued Iggy is a bigger artist than Seer.
1: No. I don't even think but then again, I'm, I'm not.
0: I mean, I'm not. I'm not following the two of them very closely. Yeah, I don't even think it's close. Like,
1: I, even at her height, Iggy isn't as big as what Sia was. Okay, it was massive.
0: I just always thought it was the other way around.
1: No, but I think we we saw and heard a lot of Iggy.
0: Yeah, but I think that's because
1: Cia didn't. Well, Cia is a Bit of a recluse. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Iggy wasn't. You know, you know, seeing if seeing as we claim a lot of uh people from other countries as as our own uh to put on there uh, to put when they put on that list, um no Ben Folds and no John Bullatro. Yeah, I don't care about Jotler. Bun,
1: Bun, <laughs> yeah, I don't care, whatever He annoys me,
0: yeah.
1: he annoys <laughs> me. But Ben Folds, yeah, fuck it We'll claim him He, I, yeah, think fuck he yeah. I think he'd happily be claimed as well Hell yeah We'll take Ben Folds And give Man, them better. Bunjotla
0: Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear Well Yeah, I mean that's, a, that's, that's pretty much a like for like So that should be fine Alrighty. So that was the list I think we will send out to the uh, article and a link in the podcast so you can sit there look through it. And like I will say some of the blurbs are quite interesting to read because it is a very they are quite personal. They are telling a lot about how they discovered the music um and what they mean to it. So it is worth a read for that information. Just don't put too much um stock into what they say because they're wrong. You know, fuck, fuck Courtney Barnett, um, fuck Rolling Stone, <laughs> man. These lists provide some quality entertainment. It does. Their
1: <laughs> their, their lack of taste <laughs> has, re- has really helped this
0: podcast. Uh, I one hundred percent agree. Thanks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'd love to know what you think. What did you? Uh, who would you have as the number one Aussie export in a way? Um, because, you know, I think Simon's made his pretty clear and obviously the beards are the best thing we've produced um, here in Adelaide. Uh, so we would love to know what you think. You can, Not according to Rolling Ooh. Stone. Let's see you Oh, fuck.
1: Idiots. I mean, that's the only good thing is she's from Adelaide. So it's like, yeah, stick that up. Yeah. The rest of Australia.
0: Yeah, fuck you, Victoria. Yeah. Um <laughs> I still
1: reckon we should invade. <laughs> <laughs> We're well, be invade the that weird
0: place. be the weirdest civil war ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all right. We'll get Fuck. Uh let us let us know what you think about our potential civil war at Facebook.com slash ultra of noise. Um you can check out Simon's band at Facebook.com slash the unset who have a gig in the not too distant future. We do. We do. Want to give the quick quick details on that? Uh, sure.
1: It is like the fourteenth or the nineteenth. It's the nineteenth of August at the Metro Hotel Metro, with Bear the Mammoth, who are a great post rock band mm. from uh, Melbourne. Uh, Last Days of Cali, who are from Adelaide, also a post rock band, very good. And yes. our friends in Halfway Line. It will be their second ever gig and. They used to be Aya. So, oh, is
0: that the new Aya project or well, the offshoot? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's an offshoot. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, should be fun. Should be a lot of fun.
0: Fantastic. Well, definitely get on down, get your tickets and all that bullshit. Ah, it's free, um, mate. And- it's a free one. Oh, free. Yeah. So well, come you
1: could- down, drink beer, and tell me how much fucking Rolling Stones suck.
0: I mean, you could have said, and the publication. <laughs> Wee. Wee. I mean, you could have said, you could have said, "Oh, get your tickets to the gun show and then done a mad flex, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> um, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash mad dog. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Sorry about the delay in the episodes. We're just busy human beings. Uh, if the audio quality sucks, well, stiff shit. Blame um, zoom. <laughs> blame zoom. Um, And in the meantime, stay safe and we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.